Welcome to Go Into All the World. I am Matt Rodriguez, co-host with Gary Griffin Hagen. We have we have been teaching uh, from the Book of Romans. Now, Gary, uh, we'll summarize uh, some of the points from last week's program. Yeah, well, thanks, Matty. Um, we covered Romans 9, verses 1 through 12. And in those opening verses, we saw Paul Ryder express his concern and, and his love for the Jewish people. He really wanted them to find Jesus as their Messiah. Um, he then explains that the true Jew is the person who knows God, not those born in the flesh or not those who keep the many rules. Now, the Jews had a number of advantages or, quote, great advantages compared to Gentiles, but those did not lead them to Jesus. Uh, verses 7 and 8 note the children of promise are the true seed of Abraham, not the children of the flesh. The last verses give examples, even though Esau was born first, Jacob was the chosen one. They also explain that it's not God's election, mm. not the actions or the goodness or the evilness of the person. It's God's foreknowledge. So foreknowledge is the key. So Gary, uh, God makes choices based on that foreknowledge. Now this explains why he loves Jacob, but not Esau, and why the elder shall serve the, the, the elder shall serve the younger. Now, uh, now to verse 13. Okay, verse 13 says, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I have hated. And as one commentary noted, mm -hmm. God did not force uh, either Jacob or Esau into the choices they made. He does not force us into choices. He does respond to our choices. Hence, he loved Jacob who walked with him and did not love Esau per se. Was Esau free to walk with God? Well, certainly. Uh, just as anybody else or anybody listening or anybody we meet in the streets, they're free to walk with God or mm -hmm. make the choice to receive Christ and walk with God. Right. Um, uh, however, I think we'd all probably agree that many or maybe some, I'll, now I'll say many, are choosing not to walk with God these days. Mm -hmm. uh, 2 Corinthians five nineteen and 20 does say for those people that aren't walking with him that we believers, that we Christians have the ministry of reconciliation, mm -hmm and we can reconcile people to God and or point the way so they can walk with him. Well, let's go back to the verse. It, it's a verse that's quoted, or it's from Malachi. Uh, I love Jacob, and I hated Esau. So he's kind of repeated. It was obviously initially in Genesis, and then he repeated Malachi. And remember, this was written, okay, thousands of years after Genesis, mm. after the birth of the two men. So it's evident that God is not saying he hated Esau at his birth. All right. God rejected the nation of Edom, the descendants of Esau, and selected or chose to put his affection on the nation of Israel. Okay. And of course, just where Jacob came from, where Jake was part of the tribe, if you would. Mm -hmm. And then Jacob, then, obviously, we know, went on to become a mighty man of God while Esau went the other way. God then made the right choice based on his foreknowledge. Okay. So he knew that Jacob would walk with him, Manny, and he knew that Esau would not. You know, what's interesting is that God knows in advance and acts on this knowledge. Now, he sees the beginning from the end. So we read and set in motion a response to that. Right. Now, we know that he gives gifts, okay, dividing uh, certainly as he wills. Now, these gifts are used to edify and to build up the body of Christ. We see the gifts and callings as some are special and are and are better or are better than others in the body you know so this is not so of course he gives gifts 
and callings as he wills. So the pastor is not better than a teacher. Uh, it is uh, simply a gifting. He may uh, think more highly or regard another better, but it is not It's not right. Right. True. Right. Well, exactly right. The one has A gifts and somebody has B gifts and somebody else has C. Right. Exactly. And so we do something. Uh, we do see something here that the person that is called to the uh, to be a church leader out outshines others due to his or her work ethic, due to his or her pressing into God, or due to their studies or whatever it is that right. they do. Right. So God did not um, ordain this person or that to be a better pastor. He simply just called it person to an office to a right. gift, you know. And so this person then may go beyond others, not, uh, but not because God right. loved them more or, or less. Um, okay, so they uh, were chosen from uh, the birth, okay, from from birth, and they, they excel and they pressed into not as some um, uh, divine ordination, but because of hard work and diligence, right? You know, this eliminates the idea that God he forces someone here or another there. He opens the door and we walk through that door, uh, pro progressing as we put forth an effort. So God is also not sentencing a person to 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 fail, but his foreknowledge uh, or, or as such. Right. Well, man, I want to talk for just a second. I think you made a great point or a number of great points here is that God gives a gift, okay, mm -hmm. And if someone, like you said, presses in, studies hard, uh, works diligently, and those kinds of things, they may outshine others, or they may take the gift, if you would, a little further, or be what we'd call a better pastor, a better teacher, or better with helps, or whatever the kind of gifting or ministry is. Mm -hmm. And like I said, God simply calls the person to the office, okay? Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't, like you said again, doesn't love somebody more, or love somebody less, or I'm going to make Manny this way and Gary that way and so-and-so down the road. Oh, they're not going to be like either one of them. They're going right. to do this. I think that point, it we kind of kind of comes back to us, which to me is good. And it was, if I work hard, I'm going to be blessed. Mm -hmm. If I thought, well, I, if I can't, you know, if I just worked hard and God's not going to bless me or I'm not going to, you know, if I spend three hours studying and you spend one, I'm not going to get any better, then it would kind of deflate me and kind of like me pull back. Because right. I'm not going to, you know, grow or, so to speak, I'm kind of like sentenced, like you said, to God or sentenced by God to a lesser portion or a lesser position or something. So anyways, well, let's go on. Um, <clears throat> I think that that also shows, excuse me, that God does not favor one over the other. We know the Bible says that God does not favor one over the other, okay? Right. He doesn't choose favorites, you know. And the same God that ministers a person A ministers to person B, da 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 da. And another thing I think it's important to understand here is we we sometimes think, or I think people think, there's like some kind of invisible or impenetrable force or a limit placed by God or a cosmic force or whatever that limits a person or would limit a person. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, Manny, I think the devil would love for us to think, well, God's limiting us. I can't receive the promises or, you know, I did X, Y, Z sin, or I'm just not born in the right place. And well, God's going to put a binder or a blinder or bondage on me. And right. it's going to kind of like, so to speak, hold us back. 
And to me, that's, that's, that's a horrible thought or it's a horrible reasoning because we already have enough bondage in our lives, right. maybe through lack of or confidence, or maybe we, have, maybe we have fear, we have misinformation, things like that. And if we don't understand that God loves us forever and ever, okay, yes. we would be more likely to fail. Now, if we do understand that he loves us over and over or for eternity, if you would, it will never withdraw that love from us, mm-hmm. then it's much less likely to fall. I think we talked about if you're sitting there thinking a drink and, well, you know, God doesn't love me. Well, I'll, I'll, today I'm feeling bad, so maybe I have four or five extra drinks because I'm feeling <laughs> bad. But if you thought of God loved you, then you would not have those four or five extra drinks. And again, as for those listening, we really want to focus on the fact that he loves us and he'll always love us. And again, we see he's never going to condemn us and things like that. So we want to get away from these kind of lies that can cause us to fall short or or even stumble. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, it's based on on our our confidence that we have in the Lord. That's a good word. It's based on our evidence Right. And how we trust us because the enemy does want to place blinders on us yeah. as believers, as, you know, the, the lover of my soul, Jesus, you know, right. he, he right. does uh, not want us to, to reach out in, in our full potential, partly to, right. to even to try to stop us or to, to stop that person from negative effects in, in his kingdom of darkness, you know, darkness wise. Right. And it's powerless when the light shines Amen. in. Amen. I like that. When the light shines Amen. in. You know, Gary, uh, <laughs> we'll share a testimony and teaching that shows how the darkness can be pushed back, sometimes via a, a fight or nevertheless, darkness will leave. Amen, man. And I appreciate you saying that. Well, today, listeners, I, I was I was preparing this program. I kind of felt in my spirit that I need to go over this recent testimony. And I shared a little bit about it, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. And I want to expand that again. I want to go more in depth. And I want to show how this perseverance of a person that mm-hmm. kind of went through some things that maybe a lot of us have gone through, maybe they were worse or whatever. But this person kept pushing on, you know. Then I want to share a couple of teachings. I'll have Banny read those and kind of talk because I think these teachings are kind of go right in line with what happened to this person and for a lot of us. Anyways, one of the uh, teachings is the lady with the issue of blood. And the other is the widow and the unjust judge. Well, the testimony goes like this. Some weeks ago, I prayed for a Christian sister at an ice cream parlor. Um, she was really afflicted, or excuse me, afflicted with anxiety, depression. Her marriage was headed the wrong way, and it was not the first time this had come up between her and her husband. Mm. Besides this anxiety and depression, she had another issue. She felt some unforgiveness and was having a hard time forgiving a certain person. And just to give you a little background, she had come to the ice cream parlor to sing a couple songs with a duo feature that night. So this ice cream parlor has a stage, mm-hmm. and they allow people to come in, or they pay people to come in. And, you know, and they actually have some very good music, folk, rock, you know, country, all those kind of things. Wow. And this night, there was a couple guys doing rock, and one of them happened to be a Christian musician. Mm-hmm. And I heard he was very good, so that's part of the reason that I was there. But anyways, they invited her to come down and sing a couple songs. She's on the worship team at the church, the same church as the one of the guy, the guitar players. Anyways, and she decided to watch the rest of the set. Well, I kind of thought about it for a while, and my, myself and a friend were not sitting too far away. And I thought, well, that's kind of you know kind of odd. This girl would be sitting there by herself. She's a believer because the guy now she's on the worship team. So long story short, I invited her to come over, 
And part of the reason I give you this background is for me, and I think for a lot of believers, God God moves and God works in what I would call atypical settings. They're not church events. They're not church services. They're not a Christian concert. But here we are at an ice cream parlor. There's just a regular group playing some rock mm-hmm. cover and folk type cover songs like that. And as I, you know, look back, you know, the word says you need to be ready in season and out of season. And that's a lot of times we kind of would maybe see more for evangelism, but it's the same point. If somebody has a need, God wants you to be able to respond to that need. And again, this is not a real typical church thing. It was just an ice cream parlor, listen to some music. But I say this because God's spirit's not confined to just quote Christian events or right. Christian concerts or this, that, and the other. And if you've listened to the show, I've given a number of testimonies where out in the streets, tennis courts, movie sets, who knows where God wants to move and God does move. So our job is to kind of understand that and kind of flow with him. Well, when she started to talk to me, I'll go back to her point is that I kind of shared, I I thought I got to share some general truths from the word, kind of let her know a little bit what I understand and what I believe and things like that. And, And she's a real believer, so I could understand. She couldn't get this. Well, then I kind of moved on to forgiveness. Um, her name is Leanne. And, you know, it was kind of cool because she received the word. She listened to what I said. We talked. And basically, she kind of got to this point. She said, well, what is the next step? And then she said, yes, I forgive this person. And I, because I had told her, that's the next step. You, you, we talked about forgiveness. You know, God loves you. And yeah, maybe this person did wrong or they, they held something against you or caused you some pain. But God wants us to forgive them. Because he's forgiven us. You know? Right. Anyways, well, God touched this this lady, this young girl. I mean, she's not really a young girl, I say. Um, she's a mother of three, so maybe middle-aged or whatever you want to say. But God touched her, and she was totally different in two days. I actually went home and thought, well, maybe I get to get these tapes. And I felt the Spirit of God said, well, did you pray for that girl? I said, yeah. Okay, well, guess what? What if it happened? What if she's better already? And that turned out to be the case. So I got some little piece inside of me that, hey, you prayed. And here's what happened to her. She lost the pain. She lost the anxiety. She lost the depression. Mm. She lost the unforgiveness. And she just looked totally different. Wow. Now God began to, like, so speak, work through her. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But let's look at some of these spiritual truths that are embedded in the story. Well, like many believers, Leanne had some ups and downs in her walk with the Lord. Well, I'm going to share a few of those in a little bit, and also some of the Jabez moments, some of her testimony moments, sort of hidden mm-hmm. things. Right. Anyways, before we get there, what impressed me when I thought about was Leanne's perseverance and awareness. She said she saw the Holy Spirit on me, and she said she could trust me. And listeners, remember, this is a background of an ice cream parlor with a stage, <laughs> some kind of rock music or whatever you want to call it. And this, this girl sang, okay, she sang, she had concerns, but you know what? She sang, and then she stayed, and once the door opened, okay, once she she and I started talking, my friend, by the way, decided he wanted to leave at the end of the set, um, she was aware, and she opened up to me, and that's really cool because she was ready, mm-hmm. she was open, and as soon as she understood or felt she could trust me and saw the Holy Spirit or sensed it, um, she opened up, wow. and again, Right. It is. Wow. You're right. It was a big deal. You know, sometimes we look at the person that prays. That's cool. But this person had to open up. Well, let's look at another lady that had to open up. I'm going to have, Mandy, if you wouldn't mind, would you read the story of the lady with the issue of blood? Wow. Yeah. I, I will read from Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. 
Now, a certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years okay. and had suffered many things from man's physicians. From many physicians, right? Many physicians, yeah. I'm sorry. All right, so she spent all she had and was was no better. Right. And But rather, she grew even worse. Right. So when she heard about Jesus, come on, she came <laughs> behind him in the crowd, okay, and touched his garment. Now, for she said, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Right. Immediately, the issue of blood dried up, and she felt healed of her affliction. And Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone from him, that, right. that, that's powerful. That is the powerful. power right. had gone from him. Do that. <laughs> Turning, he says, like, who touched me? I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but he said, who touched me? Right, What's right. What's going on? You know, What's going on? Yeah. And so the disciples said, like, master, like, sir, like, there's many multitudes right. that, that multitude, are around right. us, and you wonder who touched you? <laughs> you know? Right. And so kinda... he looked around to see her who had come this thing, uh, came with this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. He uh, he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made Amen. me well. Amen. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. What a powerful, wonderful story. 12 years of suffering, 12 years wow. of spending all your money and basically not getting better at all. Well, let's look at this story a little bit more. You know, this woman persevered, okay? Uh, theologians know, and most of those study the Bible know, that people with an issue of blood, okay, or somebody unclean, they're not allowed to be in the public, okay? Right. And they can even be, so to speak, uh, whatever the law say for somebody coming out in public. But anyways, she, even with a uh, big throng, like you said, a lot of people around him, she pressed in. Mm. Obviously, it was very difficult to get to Jesus. She probably had some natural fear, like I have to push through the crowd or I'm unclean or something. Right. Then she had the fear of, well, listen, what's happened? Well, let's go back to Leanne. And she came to, so to speak, sing a song or right. sing a couple songs. She was invited by a brother of Christ. And she actually had some, some issues that day. It was kind of a so-so day, not a great day. She thought, well, maybe I shouldn't go. But you know what? She didn't yeah. come. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, she, she persevered. You know, she's, the, she's on the worship team at her church, as I mentioned. And to me, what was really neat is she came there. She wants to sing more for God and develop her gift. So just like the woman with the issue of blood, Leanne kept going. And after we'd finished some small talk, and I go back to Leanne's story again, she sensed or she saw the Holy Spirit on me. Now, listen, believe it, I want you, or listen, I want you to think about this. I'm sitting in an ice cream bar. I don't feel one thing or the other. I just feel like, like spiritual or whatever you want right. to call. I was just sitting there, okay? Uh, we made some small talk and things like that. But the point to me was she came, and once she's had that perception, once she had that understanding, yeah. I can trust this guy, and I see or sense the Holy Spirit on him, and I know that I have some issues I want to like get out or have somebody pray for me, okay? She was just like the lady with the issue of the blood. Leanne came to me, the lady with the issue of blood went to Jesus. The woman had heard about Jesus and had no doubt about what he had done, okay, and no doubt what he would do. Same thing. Leanne sensed something. She saw something in me. And my point is both women came. Both women reached out. Both women were healed. The woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, her point of contact. Leanne asked for prayer, which was her point of contact. 
Um, I'm going to share just a couple quick things about Leanne's background to give you some understanding that a lot, a lot of us have some some challenges and stuff. And sometimes we see a person, well, why are this, this way? Well, here's a few things that Leanne had, okay? My mom and dad divorced when I was only one year old. I don't remember much except fighting between my mom and dad. Mm. My mom had custody of my sister and I, and dad had visitation rights. But it was constantly a battle. My mom and dad were constantly in court fighting, so she kind of had that background. Wow. Uh, her husband's in the army, and in a total, I think he'd been in, he's been in 15 years. Well, they moved a total of 10 times, plus PCSD, okay, uh, five times, and sometimes in the same state twice. Uh, the first child was born while the husband was on deployment. Uh, she said for three years of her marriage, she barely saw, we barely saw each other, her and her husband. The husband came home from his first deployment when his son was eight months old and the, left for the second one when he was like a year and a half old. So you saw, you know, maybe half this guy's life and right. he would run out the door again. Um, she had had a, a very toxic relationship, even though she was a believer. She had a very toxic relationship uh, with her first boyfriend. Um, that was not good. Uh, later on, she taken care of her niece and the niece said mom had some issues and she really kind of fell in love with this young girl, the niece. And when the niece was taken away, it just ripped her heart out and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she has some very, very difficult situations. And I don't think I have much time to go into the whole sort of story today. And maybe in the future, I'll share a little bit more. But think about that. Yeah. She has some challenges, just like the lady with the issue of blood. Listen, I'm going to have Manny read a story about the widow and the unjust judge that we kind of near the end of the program. So go ahead. Man. So in, in Luke 18, verse 1 through 8, it says, He then sp uh, spoke a parable to them, uh, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Wow. wow. Now, there, were, there was a widow in the city, and she came to him, saying, uh, uh, get justice for me from my adversary, and he would not. Uh, uh, he would, he would not for a while do that. Right. After with the, he wouldn't even want to think about doing that at all for her. <laughs> so he said, you know, to himself, even though I do not fear God nor even regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, he, he, this is the judge talking. He says, troubles me, I will avenge her. While lest by her continue coming. Uh, to me to wear me down, basically. Right, right. She, she was down. wearing them down. She was. <laughs> she was wearing them down. And then the Lord said, hear what the unjust uh, said, okay? Uh, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out one day, uh, uh, day and night to him, uh, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, Will he uh, really find faith on the earth? Right. And as we kind of near the end of the program, I'm going to take some snippets from this parable. And if we have to, we'll finish it up the next week. But this was an unjust judge. He did as Manny read. He avenged the widow. And remember, back in those days, widows and women in general had very little, almost zero respect or place in society. But yet, these women came, okay, just like mm -hmm. Leanne came. Now listen to what Jesus said. He said, shall not God avenge those who speedily or avenge those speedily who cry out day and night? To me, this parable is what we would call is a contrast. Most parables are comparisons. But here, okay, we see that an unjust judge won't do things, finally given in, 
But we're saying that God the Father, okay, will give in or, so to speak, avenge us speedily. Then Jesus mentions that when he comes back, will he find faith on the earth? Wow. And for those listening, the point is, will you believe that God will speedily avenge you, that God will speedily answer you? He's not like the unjust judge. Again, this is not a comparison. This is a contrast, okay? And Manny and I kind of want to end this program today, and we'll come back to the story next week that you need to cry out to God day and night, and you need to cry out in faith. If you have a need, if you have a Leanne need, if you have an issue of blood need, God wants you to cry out to him and believe, and believe, and one more time, believe that he will avenge you speedily. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got something out of the program. Manny and I just say God bless you today. We hope you'll come and join us next week. And next week, we'll talk a little bit more about the story of the unjust judge, the widow, the girl Leanne, okay, and the lady with the issue of blood. God bless you. I hope to see you next week.